Lent is an opportunity for us to examine our lives to see how are we carrying out the image of God in us. To see whether we have dented that image or we have seriously wounded that image of God in us. And one of the issues that we need to concentrate in is how do I stand before the Lord? How does the Lord see me? And if I realize that I don't I can fare better before the Lord, Lent gives me the opportunity and affirms my hope that the Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord is slow to anger. He abounds in love and is ever ready to forgive us, no matter the gravity of our sins, no matter how we have soiled the image of God in us. You know, I love this quote from Pope Francis, that the ocean of God's mercy is so deep that it cannot be depleted by the gravity and frequency of our sins. Today we hear the first reading from the prophet Daniel. Daniel and his three friends were captured and taken along with the able men of Palestine to Babylon during the time of King Nebuchadnezzar. And today they were being punished because they would not worship the statue of the king and they were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace to be burned. And interestingly, they prayed to the Lord and they acknowledged that they had sinned. They are enduring that they were enduring that hardship because of their sins. Because we had turned away from you and have done what was displeasing in your sight. And so today there is no prince, no prophet or leader, no burnt offering, no sacrifice, oblation or incense, no place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. So they pray, do not let us be put to shame, but deal with us in your kindness and your great mercy. And the Lord listened to their prayer. They believe that the Lord will never allow anybody who is faithful to him to be tortured and be killed. So now, this prayer was listened and it was based on the mercy of God. The Lord is kind and merciful. He is compassionate. In spite of the fact that they had ignored the Lord and turned away from you and done what was despicable in his eyes, the Lord forgave them. 
It's not surprising that the gospel picks a story where Peter asks Jesus, how many times do I forgive my brother when he sins against me? And Peter thinks that the answer should be seven. If I'm able to do that seven times, I've done a mighty job. And the Lord said, not seven times, but 77 times. I can't imagine how Peter would have felt that Jesus did not approve of his seven, but rather makes it 77. In other words, Jesus is saying that as many and as often as somebody offends me, I need to forgive the person. And Jesus goes on to clarify this with the parable of a king who wanted to have an account with those who owed him. And he brought a servant who owed him. And uh, our translation says uh, a huge amount. But you know, in the Greek, that amount of money would be the, 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 the treasury of uh, a whole province. In the olden days, that amount of money could ransom a king. And he had no way of paying it back. And he kneels before the king and said, please have mercy on me and give me time and I will repay you in full. And we are told that the master forgave him. The man begged for an extra time to pay. But what happened? The king did the unthinkable. He did not only just give, give him the time to pay back, he forgave the debt because he knew that there's no way he could pay the debt. You know, the reason why the king, you know, had to settle the accountant was to let the people know how much they owe him. So that when they receive the forgiveness, they will see what the king had done for them and to be able to replicate that to those who owe him. But unfortunately, this wasn't the case. The young man went out and met another servant who owed him just a mere fraction. 100,000 of what he rather owed. And he choked him, seized him, pay me back everything. And remember, look at it. This second servant did exactly what the first servant did. He used the same words that the first servant used before the king. He knelt before him, his fellow servant, and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. That should have resonated, reminded him of his own personal forgiveness that the king had done to him. Yet he said he refused and instead had to put him to prison. But look at this carefully. This man was able to put the other servant into jail because the king gave him the opportunity. If the king had thrown him and his family into jail, he would not be outside there putting somebody else into jail. It is only possible because the master forgave him. And that should have been a lesson for him to imitate his master, to also forgive. And look, those who condemned him were not the master, but the other servants who were around, the passers-by. 
they saw it and said, isn't this same man who was forgiven and cannot even forgive? And he said, if we do not do that, our Father in heaven will not forgive us. This young man was thrown back to jail as well. Dearly beloved, Jeremiah says in Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fail. They are new every morning. We are alive because God is compassionate. And if we are alive today, it should remind us to show compassion towards other people. The image of God in us should rather make us more compassionate towards other people because God is compassionate and loving. The wages of sin, according to Paul, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So by our sins, we should be dead by now. We should be in incarceration. But the Lord sent his only son. And the Easter proclamation makes this beautifully. You are so wonderful that to, 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 to ransom a slave, you send as your only begotten son. To ransom a slave, God sent his only begotten son. And that is what makes us alive now and unfortunately when we are alive we are supposed to share that compassion that love that kindness with one another and not to behave like this ungrateful servant holding grudges against other people through Jesus's atoning sacrifice for our sins on the cross we have been forgiven a debt beyond all reckoning it caused God, his only very son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to ransom us with the price of his blood. Jesus paid the price for us and won for us pardon for our sins and freedom from slavery to our unruly desires and sinful habits. God, in his mercy, offers us the grace and help of his Holy Spirit so we can love as he loves. We can pardon as he pardons and treat others with the same mercy and kindness which he has shown to each one of us. God has made his peace with us. Have you made your peace with God? If you believe and accept God's love and pardon for you, then you likewise must choose to be merciful towards those who are in debt to you. We offend God every moment, every day, every week, every month. We seek forgiveness like the first servant. Lord, have mercy on me. And the Lord gives us, forgives us our sins because of his compassion for us. But when we go out there, we behave like this man. We cease to forgive. We make people's life miserable. We do things and say things to people that they do not deserve. And we forget that those people are also created 
in the image of God. Dearly beloved, are you ready to forgive and to make peace with your neighbor as God has made peace with you? I would love to do so. And I would love that each one of us will be willing to do so. May the Holy Spirit help us to do that. Amen. Amen.